G'day beer lovers and welcome to The Antidote, a series of special episodes of Brews News Live. I'm your host Pete Mitchum. In this series we hope to engage with the beer community to share their insights, to get some ideas and strategies and to provide an online gathering place. It is your virtual beer garden and we welcome you all. Today we will take a virtual summer holiday and head to the Sunshine Coast to catch up with Josh Donohoe from Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours to see how the travel business is adapting to the changed landscape. I'm joined by my Brews News Week co-host and good mate, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. G'day, Pete. How are you? Did you notice? I cut out the each and every day. Each and every, yes. So it's see, so I'm learning. I'm adapting. Yeah. Well, we, we, it's all about pivoting, adapting, you know, sort of taking into it account is. the unprecedented circumstances that we confront. That's it. Exactly. A um, couple of updates, Matt, before we uh, get into having a chat with, uh, with Josh our first guest, or our only guest. Um, bit of an update. Uh, NBN News in Newcastle popped in and visited Corey Crooks, Crooks uh, at the grain store. Um, they're doing a story, I think, on tonight's news, maybe, if you're in Newcastle, um, to see how they've reinvented themselves. So hopefully that'll um, give him a bit more traction and also, I guess, inspire other businesses or people in the area to reach out to businesses that they may think are sort of in hibernation but are actually still... Uh, Doing it tough, but um, doing their best to to get some cash coming in. Oh, mate, and I, funnily enough, that came in just as I was setting up. That came up in my feed as well. It was great to see uh, Corey. It was actually I saw a lovely post from his um, wife, just of saying how proud she was, and you know, really supportive. Uh, you know, genuinely uh, nice post to see, and it, you know, it's great to see he's being supported because he is just, uh, you know, I. I, I commented a champion and a you know, and, a, and an inspiration and you just sort of hear the the way that he was battling on both the chats that we did but just getting through and um just taking it taking it head on yeah yeah exactly um and a second update that i just saw same thing just before we came on uh abc southeast south australia um it did a bit of a story where they focused on the small breweries and the plight of breweries who can no longer be open due to the COVID 19 restrictions but uh, sending beer out uh, and the, how the freight costs, particularly for the smaller breweries, whose product is a little bit more expensive to start with, uh, are then being hit with the, the freight costs. And Johnny Ladder from uh, representing the IBA, although he was wearing his Nomad T-shirt or cap, I think, um, <laughs> in the interview, yes. uh, was sort of, I guess, calling for you know some sort of cost relief for freight. But then Australia Post, I guess, reasonably fairly sort of said well our costs haven't gone down we're not a charity um so it's, yeah it, it's difficult isn't it, it? and and that's where it's like it, it's a really really hard thing to do um at the moment to just sort of say well everybody should forgive everybody else's debt but we're we're all in we're, we're all in business and i guess it's do what you can um as much as possible let's face it australia post you know hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire with its uh, profits or its service um, with nobody posting anything anymore. Um, so, you know, I, I, I guess it does create an opportunity for other um, services to, to, to come in and look at better ways of doing it. Yeah, exactly. And look, it may be a case where something like this, people... Uh, and I guess, look, is Australia Post your first Port of call. I know I've seen quite a few updates um, on social media with breweries uh, or people saying, look, I want to send some beer. Who's had experience with this, that or the other? Or in most cases, <laughs> complaining about um, the service they were receiving from whoever it might be. This might be an opportunity for people to move away from their regular 
um, courier service and try something new. Maybe there is something small or something independent, something local, who knows? Absolutely. And, you know, look, I think we still are, you know, particularly things like beer um, are relatively new to, to that sort of service, you know, only in the last uh, two or three years. And it, it's going to be situations such as this. There was a great story um, about Bopple. We won't talk too much about the news. We'll save it for uh, Brews News Week. But we're seeing businesses that have just come about that have suddenly found their use case um, being picked up. And I'm, I'm sure that we're going to see people seeing an opportunity from this situation um, and making a better service out of it. So it's, it's a tough time now, but I think we're going to see a lot of innovation and opportunity come out as a result of it. Yeah, and Craig Reedy from the in, in, over there in the chat room also pointed out, I did see the story, uh, Mick Bain at the Royal Albert Hotel in Sydney. You and I have had a, a couple of beers there together. You and I and James Atkinson. We have. Actually, we've recorded a, yeah, we've recorded a podcast from there. Yeah, we have. And uh, Mick sent us that uh, media release. And just the, the release that he sent through didn't have a uh, working link. Um, so we were hoping to, to, to get a story up on that on the site today. Um, but yeah, it sounds like they're, they're for, from what the release said, they're, it's essentially a cannibal, um, putting beer into a cannibal. But if it works, they're going to expand the service more widely. So it won't just be the uh, Royal Albert's um, uh, taps. It'll be taps more widely. So, look, we're going to see a lot of interesting um, opportunities, as, as hard as this is. We, it really is a time that we are going to see people come up with really interesting ideas that um, you know, may have legs. Yeah, and just a pro tip for those out there who are doing things like that, particularly with we've, we've talked about milk containers, we've talked about growlers, squealers, and I saw CB uh, was quite prominent in uh, coming up with this innovative and idea. And now Lion has today as well in New South Wales, <laughs> providing glass growlers. Yeah, uh, and then cannibals as well. But just make sure that we're tagging or labelling, uh, particularly with things like the, um, what do you call it, uh, yeah, ABV, uh, the style, you know, whatever you, tick all the legal boxes, just make mm. sure. Because as I say, that, that some things will be forgiven, but if we if we start... Giving the appearance of operating like rogue cowboys, they'll shut it down fairly quickly. I would imagine. Exactly, exactly. There'll be a little bit of leeway, you know, within the context of it being a like an unprecedented situation. But at the same time, I think we will see that, um, you know, if 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 people are too loose, they will be cracked down. Exactly. Anyway, speaking of uh, legs, Pete, somebody who generally doesn't use his legs, tell us about today's (laughs) guest. Well, he does use his legs in in, in that he uh, has a, a clutch and a I think it's an auto. Uh, but anyway, he does need it to use to drive the bus, which uh, written on the side is Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours, and it's Josh Donahoe. G'day, Josh. G'day, fellas. How are you? I'm good, mate. How's the weather on the beautiful Sunshine Coast? And are you allowed out to enjoy it? Sunny as always. Uh, yeah, look, I think people are still swimming at the beach. We're, we're making the most of it, but. Um... It's, so the beach is still open, pretty much. Car, car parks are closed. Beaches, beaches are open, but um, it's it's eerily quiet, to be honest, out and about on the coast. But there haven't been the the, the issues we've seen with people, uh, I guess, flagrantly flaunting the restrictions and uh, heading out on mass, uh, with the result that you know, local authorities have had to pull the pin and and close beaches off. No, no, we're well behaved up here, Pete. <laughs> oh, but wait, no, look, family holidays, we uh, we do tend to favour the, sun, the Sunshine Coast for that very reason. 
Well, and that's the thing too. I mean, a lot of those beaches would be filled with families going on holidays and coming up here to visit, but obviously with isolation, that hasn't happened. And over Easter, it was noticeably quiet. And obviously we've got Anzac Day coming up too. So it's it's just going to be a little bit unusual. It's unusual times. Unprecedented to use the uh, the latest buzzword. <laughs> Easter's one of the huge times up at the Sunshine Coast. I remember you know, being a Brisbane boy, um, driving up to Alexandra Headlands, God, it was when I was in primary school. You know, there was it was it took us about six hours to to get from Brisbane just because of the traffic jam. Because Easter is one of those times that the Sunshine Coast is just full for a concentrated period of time. Yeah, and and the the downside of that is that that lost trade for all those businesses and hotels and you know all those things that, that are, everyone's suffering everywhere. But I think from a tourism perspective and visitor. Um, perspective that really hits pretty hard here on the coast and you guys had bushfires up there uh in january as well because i was up with um stephen beaumont right at the end of towards the end yeah. of last year and had a meeting and some of the brewers had to race out because it was a bushfire. i, I did get stuck well. up in noosa at the brewery which is a terrible place to get stuck in the brewery. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah i mean we're a little bit lucky now the fires did an awesome job and um i think only one house got lost but it was an incredibly intense fire but a little bit lucky that it wasn't too much damage um, in comparison, especially to some of the other areas in, uh, in and around Australia. Now, mate, tell us about your business, um, firstly, because you run the Sunshine Coast Craft Brewery Tours. We had that excellent, um, it was January, February last year. We toured with you, visited a stack of the Sunshine Coast breweries, including a, a chat with yourself. But tell us about how your business is is going, because if no tourists, no travel, um, no business, I'm, I'm guessing. No, no venues. No, yeah, no venues. But um, it's on hold. It, it literally is. It's just come to a grinding halt. Um, and it's been an interesting three months, to be honest, because February I was travelling with my partner Deb around Japan, having the, the best time ever, and taking well-deserved break during what is our quiet period uh, here in Feb. And as our last few days approached, Japan started to, you know, lock down schools and the. Uh, marathon wasn't allowed to have international runners and there was all these strange things happening just as we were coming home. So come home to a list of about a billion emails as I was going to catch up and ran a few tours and then it all just stopped. Um, so it has been a really interesting <laughs> roller coaster of three months, uh, which most people would probably say the same thing. So once venues closed down, um, we didn't have venues to go to, nor did people want to book tours. And uh, that's when the refunds started. So, you know, that really hurt the bottom line is refunding a whole lot of money that uh, wasn't necessarily in the bank for refunds. But um, <laughs> you've got to honour it. And I, I think um, I would be honouring it. I expect it to be honoured if I was on the other side. Um, I'll take it as a bit of a goodwill. And most people said, look, we're really sorry. We want a refund. But we're, we're, as soon as it's open, we'll be back there booking. So I think it was the right thing to do and not, uh, you know, I led with, hey, would you like a voucher? Um, and a few people will take that up, but I think a lot of people are concerned that who knows what it looks like. Will businesses still be around? You know, do they want to buy a voucher for something they're not sure about? So we just honoured all those things and cut all our expenses and put ourselves into hibernation, literally. Um, and yeah, at that point, I was sort of working out what to do. And, and it was a little bit hard because things were just changing so quickly with government announcements. It was hard to really know where to invest time and, uh, and effort into creating something new if the, the landscape would just change day to day. So I probably took a week or two to just take a deep breath um, and try to support the local brewers and see what they were up to and see what their next move was. Um, but yeah, mate, it, it literally just came to a grinding halt. We did see, Josh, uh, you were quite prominent in social media 
with the bus there at, at a couple of breweries in the early days of the of the restrictions. Um, what was it that you were sort of, you said you you know checking on the venues and, and seeing how you could help them? How did that manifest? Um, yeah, well, look, we we ran a few little tours around to to sort of almost do a virtual tour, but just to promote what they were up to. Um, you know, as soon as they were closed, they were switching into a takeaway delivery option. So we were just trying to get out there and um, run a little promotional tour and and let people know what venues were doing. And um, to be honest, I didn't have a, I didn't have much to do, and I didn't have social media stories of my own. So it was great to be able to use them um, as part of the story we tell, and and I guess just inform locals what what their options were. And it, it's been a great result. I mean, all the stories I hear. Um, I mean, through the antidote stories, they're pretty tough stories, but they're also inspiring stories on how those breweries and businesses switch around and become nimble and um, and have some sort of offering for their regulars. And I think regulars have really flocked to their local to support it. And it's it's been, like I said, it's been tough. A lot of the breweries are doing it tough here, and I can see because they've just got such large overheads and so many staff. And you know, we run a pretty lean business, so um, there's plenty of people worse off than than we are. But um, yeah, it's just been really talking to those guys and seeing how it's going on the ground. And most of them are trying to blast it out, however long that might be, with, with some sort of new offering. But I was going to ask you about that because I know that you know my business, my events business, is 100% um, closed down because there are no events, um, no tastings, uh, no social contact. Um, but it, it's pretty much just me and has no overheads um, and, and, and no debt. Bruce News... Has a, has staff, but you know we don't have you know expensive property leases. We don't have um, you know big capital outlays or anything like that. So you know it's it's a little bit easier um, to, to 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 manage that. I'd imagine that you're the same. Like you're a very labour intensive business um, in yep. terms of one bus, you know, 10, 11 people, one person. But do do you have many you know like just sort of fixed costs that are going to really hurt while you close down? No, we've actually got two buses, but those those repayments are on hold, so we managed to put those on ice. Um, so look, managed to get it down to very very lean. Um, so look, that's that's why I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm probably not digging a big hole, but I know I've got to dig out on the other side. There was a big expense with refunds, which were just unprecedented amount, uh, and there was no way. I mean, you, you take a deposit for something, that deposit gets spent. On running expenses you don't have that there ready to refund so um it was a little bit challenging but i got it down to to a nice and lean model um and that has given me a little bit of flexibility to sort of stop and and think and see what everyone else is doing and and what else we can do to, to sort of be part of the bigger picture because it's the you know my business thrives on the success of all those great breweries and venues we have here and you know they're, they're part of my business so if i don't go out there and offer them some sort of support there'll be no business for me at the end either so um, it, you've hinted at it and touched on it with a lot of your stories. Is that the brewing industry has just collaborated on all sorts of new levels now. You know, hey guys, I've noticed you've got a lot of beer and kegs. What are you doing with it? How have you done this? And talking between brew. I mean, that that's the that's the industry to a T. How do we support everyone to get out of this massive hole? So we're all here on the other side. Hey Josh, something that occurred to me while Matt and I were talking off air about uh, uh, Woolworths online delivery that we had uh, on the weekend, and it was um, 
either us or our partners will deliver the food between eight and two, whatever it was. And it was some random in his own Hyundai. So I don't know whether it was a repurposed <laughs> Uber or whether they're, you know, sort of taking on people. Uh, and then I've just noticed that uh, the beer healer in the um, in the chat room has mentioned a similar sort of thing. Can Josh turn the tour bus into a pickup slash delivery bus for local breweries mixed beer cartons? Mate, it is the best idea I've heard. And I've had so many people um, throw that one at me. The problem is breweries are, are running super lean themselves. So, you know, I, I ordered delivery from um, Brew Aha the other day who were doing food and beer. And Matt, the head brewer, is driving the truck, dropping the deliveries off. So, uh, yes, I would love to be doing that on a, on a greater scale and supporting all the local breweries. But to be honest, they're running pretty lean and looking for jobs for their own staff. So those, those sorts of things come first for their staff. But, I mean, I, I think Matt, when I spoke to him, Earlier, I mentioned I actually picked up a job delivering some um, local fruit and veg for one of our farms here called um, Good Harvest. And they, I ran a tour out there ages ago to, to showcase some local produce. Um, and the guy just called me up and said, Josh, I've noticed you're out of work. You've got a van. Our, our home delivery veg service has gone through the roof and we need another driver. Um, do you want some work? And that was awesome to get that kind of connection and um, gets me out of the house, gives me a job. You know, it's contactless delivery, but I get to hear these people, you know, behind the door saying, thank you very much. It's great to have this delivered. You know, oh, I saw you in a beer van, but you're delivering veg, it's a bit weird. <laughs> well, it's um, nice but, too but, because we but, say, um, and Matt and I, when we visited you, we were very keen to make sure that we went by the, the rules and it's craft beer, to, not craft brewery tours, it's craft beer tours, and it does incorporate various uh, other aspects, like you say. So it's nice yeah. that I guess one of those other connections has sort of, you know, come back in a nice, calmer way. Yeah, nice, nice to get someone else like that reach out and support um, and, and provide a little bit of something, which which is great. And there's an opportunity it really has risen out of that too. So I, um, I'm probably jumping the gun here, but that really has created this opportunity for this new online series we've created. And, and potentially those um, fruit and veg guys will be part of what we offer as our online experiences. But you haven't been just sitting on your hands. Uh, I, I've seen a terrific um, YouTube video uh, uh, YouTube and Instagram series that you did, and you, you, you're kicking off um, a, a program this week of Meet the Brewer sessions and, and using digital media to let people learn a little bit more about your Sunshine Coast breweries. Yeah, I'll probably take inspiration from a lot of different places. Being in the tourism space, I saw places like Norway um, have a, a campaign that was like, you know, dream it now, visit us later, and it had all these great <laughs> of, of Norway, and then a surfing company in the island somewhere said you know stay at home now so you can surf with us later and i really liked that concept and i thought it must be a way we can get people to experience you know to taste the coast now or taste the beer now and, and come and experience it later so um yeah sitting down and having a good chat with matt from from Bruha, we sort of conjured up this idea for this first event which has potentially got legs to showcase lots of different regions uh, lots of different producers on the coast um so yeah this weekend on sunday we're kicking off a, a concept called meet the maker at home um, and that involves buying a ticket, which gives you a delivery to your door of local produce, followed by the following day, um, a connection to a Zoom meeting where Matt will run you through a beer and uh, food pairing session. So the box will include a four, a four pack of beer, um, a little charcuterie taster for two. Um, and then, yeah, Matt will run through that session. So we, we actually ran a trial session yesterday with a bunch of mates online and it was so much fun. So um, we feel like it should work. It, it might only be a small component of, of what we offer, but it keeps us busy, it keeps us relevant, um, and it keeps showcasing what what we do as a tour, taking people behind the scenes so they can come up later and 
experience when everything reopens, but it also showcases what um, the guys at Bruhar do. Um, you know, some of the, the food on that plate, you know, a little white goat's cheese is from um, a, a farm around the corner, plus the um, pastrami is made in-house from um, uh, Mulaney Wogu. So the snacks sort of tie into the local produce as well, and we've got a bunch of those sort of options coming up to follow this first Meet the Maker series, um, whether it includes local gin made here up at Musa Heads Distillery, um, or... Uh, local cheese, um, coffee and chocolate, all those sorts of things where we're going to connect with the maker and the producer and give people an opportunity to really meet them and hear their stories. Well, mate, we can put you in touch with um, John Atherton from um, Brisbane Distillery and uh, you get people, you know, to sample some locally produced hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> well, our guys are making that up here too. So, yeah, maybe, maybe hand sanitizer should be the mystery gift in all the boxes I send out. Uh, now, Josh, Luke Phillips in the uh, chat room. What's your YouTube handle? I'm assuming he's speaking to you. Um, there is a for the, uh, for the Craft Beer Tours. Oh, for Meet the Maker, best to find it on Facebook. So under under Creative Tours and Events, you'll find the, the, the Facebook event. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, not on YouTube yet with with that event. But, um, but it's definitely out there through Facebook. We actually... It's funny when you start trying to put events together and, and people give you some great input. We, we got offered or, or suggested to use a ticketing agent called Humanitics and all the booking fees that go from, um, from any ticket that's bought that, that the company usually takes and absorbs, these guys actually donate it to local education programs. So well, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So instead of using those other, other um, programs that I mentioned, um, Humanitics is awesome. So if someone books and the ticket's 70 bucks, uh, and their $3 booking fee then goes to a good cause. So um, you can find the event on Humanitics. You can find it on Facebook. Um, I haven't even got around to a media release today. I only just put it <laughs> put it out yesterday. So uh, it'll be more broadly um, broadcast tomorrow. Uh, at the moment, it's just Sunshine Coast delivery, uh, especially with some of the perishables we've got in this box. But yeah, um, there might be an opportunity to do, you know, a Brisbane drop-off at a, a, a central point that's one of the, um, one of the local bars or breweries that, that support or could support us and people could come pick it up from. Um, and who knows from there. But, um, but look, it's a fun project. It's, it's given me a purpose uh, of something to do every day because there's only so many procedures you can update. Come on. <laughs> and there's only so many times you can uh, maintain and uh, vacuum the trucks and, you know, wash exactly. the bottom of bars. Exactly. So, mate, so, yeah. Mate, give us your um, feeling about how the... Sunshine Coast Breweries are doing. I mean, we, we, we've they've had a bit of a focus for us already this year, just with the, you know, the, the hottest one hundred and the, the your mates guys. And you know, last year we gave them a bit of a, um, a a tour, and there's so much talk about how many there are in a relatively small area. How do you feel that they're going? Um, you know, through the shutdown, do you think that we'll see them all come out the other side? I mean, look, really tough question. That the the, the the difference with all those venues is they all have a very different model. And we just talked about, you know, being quite lean and skinny and, and being able to manage your expenses. And then you think of some of the bigger breweries and think, well, they should be fine, but then they've got huge overheads. So how they're managing what they do at the moment is just enough to keep staff on board. I um, mean, you know, I've spoken to most of them um, several times and, you know, the fact that JobKeeper's on and means they can keep some staff on, that's, that's awesome. But um, how many can they keep on and how much, wages can they front until they get that JobKeeper payment? But more than anything, if they can keep some key staff and keep the brewers and keep their sort of soul, I guess, that, that's key. They just want to make it out the other side with with 
with some sort of skeleton of, of what they were so they can pick it up and run again. And look, I think everyone's super positive. Everyone's got some option running. Um, it's just a matter of trying to hang in there. So um, look, every, every brewery's quite different. Like I said, whether they're tiny or, or one of the bigger breweries up here, they, they've all got different expenses and different things to manage. But from what I understand, they're all, they're all doing well and they're all collaborating and they're all, all supporting where they can. And we're, we're actually going to kick off a little um, project in May to, to put a bit more focus back on them again um, and getting people there to pick up takeaways and, and just go visit the breweries. So we're going to do a mid-strength May and all the breweries are going to focus on their mid-strength offering um, and um, offer some sort of deal on their, their mid-strength beer for a couple of reasons. One's just to give us something else to promote and get people to, to visit breweries. Two, to keep the price point with a with a case of mid-strength. Um, it promotes some of that responsible drinking um, habits, which we, which we really want to focus on as, a, as an industry, and, uh, and also to launch our online craft beer trail. So the Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Trail will be um, launched online with the help of Visit Sunshine Coast, and it will feature all the breweries in a map format so people can see where they are and what they do and when they're open and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Mate, lucky, we're, lucky we're in lockdown because I can't imagine how, how you'd have time to do all this stuff uh, if you're actually working. Have I, have I just told you three things that have been on my list forever, maybe, and I finally got around to doing them? Uh, it, really, it really has. Those things, that, that's, been, that's been a project since I went to um, Birvana in uh, Wellington. I was like, oh, this craft beer trail is awesome. I love how you can go along and get a stamp and then you get a shirt at the end. I'm going to do this on the Sunshine Coast. Hasn't happened. Um, it's been ticking away and, and growing, but nothing released. So you're right, mate. That, that's what spare time gives you. It gives you an opportunity to do that. Um, but like I said, I feel like I'm probably in a little better position than most. I'm not stressing about so many overheads that I can actually have a clear head to focus on on some of those things. Whereas I know a lot of the other breweries are just really trying to work it out day to day and um, and manage a team and keep keep staff employed. So um, anyway, that, that's a collaborative thing that we've decided to work on together. And most of the breweries either have a really good mid-strength um, or are about to release a, another mid-strength. Um, and it's a great way to, to remind people that mid-strength beer can be full-flavoured and, and tasty as well. So, yeah, it's just a, oh, it's and a particularly bit of fun. With, um, the increase in popularity of, of things like Berliner Weiss, um, where yeah. you, you're getting yeah. a, a 2.8 to 3.3 uh, and something that's not... Uh, I guess a a reduced version of a standard drink. It's it's a drink in in and of itself. So you're appealing to to perhaps a newer market as well. Yeah, enjoy what that drink is for the drink, not oh it's a mid strength. I don't want one of those. Um, and and funnily enough, I thought about mid strength March last year, but missed the boat, and I missed it again this year. So it just became mid strength May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, look, it, it's it's just great to see local the local breweries wanting to work together and stick together and, and they're tied into all the other local producers here too because they, they often sell um, other local produce and some of them have flipped to do that they're, they're um they're selling their beer as, as takeaway but they're offering local meals and, and other local produce as part of a um, one-stop shop so um it's not all doom and gloom but there's a lot of sort of hanging in there at the moment well mate, there's a fair bit of support in the uh, in the chat room for it as well Awesome. That's good to see. I should really jump. I should have been. I wanted to be focused on the call, so I didn't want to have the chat room running in the back. And <laughs> no, we can, jump we can go there. back. The, the comments jump are still in there and have a look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's it's just really an unusual time, and I know lots of people are just that uncertainty is is crazy. I, for me, I really can't picture when people will be comfortable getting in a van with a whole group of strangers, and it, it, I don't I don't want to do that yet. So what does what does my business look like? 
um, at Christmas? Do have people overcome their fears of doing that and they're fine to do it? Are we even allowed to do that? Who knows? So it's, it's just trying to think differently and, and, and have something for now and then release those things slowly as, as, um, as the government says we can and as people feel comfortable doing it. But, um, yeah, yeah putting, putting strangers in a bus just seems quite foreign to people at the moment now. That's one of the things last week we had both Pete Brown from the UK who you know loves a good British pub and the atmosphere and the, the community around it. And we also had Stephen Beaumont both of whom who were very keen to get back into the pub. But, um, you know, Stephen particularly have said he thinks it'll be a little while before people feel comfortable getting back into some circumstances. So just on on the Sunshine Coast generally, how big is the take-up for, you know, uh, venues to put on craft beer on tap? You know, are we starting to see the independents make some inroads there or is that still a ways off? No, absolutely. Um uh, we've had so many new venues open in the short time I've been here, maybe four years. So most places that have opened as a new venue have opted to to take a local offering, which is which has been great. So that kind of thing was was going great, and there was some really good momentum there too. Um, the downside, I know, having talked to a couple of brewers recently, the downside of that is all those venues are closed, and they don't know what's happening with their venues, and you know potentially there's beer that hasn't been paid for from from breweries that's been sent out to all those venues too. So it's a, it's 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 quite challenging to to see how they're going to survive. I mean, the Sunshine Coast has got so many great little bars, little restaurants, coffee shops, you, you name it. I mean, there's it must be quite challenging at the best of times to um, to make a dollar. But to yeah, to 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 see how they all survive on the other side, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. So, and, and that that was yeah. where I was going with that question because you know, I was going to follow it up by saying, you know, how how's your feeling about some of those hospitality venues and whether, you know, the the the, the venues that the breweries rely on, whether they're also going to survive for for, for the yeah. reopening. That's a, that's a tough one, but I I'm not I'm not overly optimistic. That I mean, just some of them don't have the the resources to to hang on any longer than they have already. And I mean, I know there's some stimulus on the way, but I think. Uh, as much as that will help some, it will only help some go a little bit longer, um, depending on how long this all lasts. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly confident, but um, I think anyone who's offering something at the moment and staying open or functional, I think people will have more of a keep that rapport and relationship with. As far as this is our local venue, we love coming here for a beer, we love coming here for a burger, and they've only opened one night a week, but they've done this takeaway thing awesome we're going to keep supporting them you know like the the bar up here taps and all the bar do a 50 cent wing day on a wednesday now they've been shut since um since all the regulations came in but they opened last wednesday and did a 50 cent wing night lost a bunch of money sold some sold some takeaway beers sold some wings but all their regulars loved it and i think having doing things like that if you can i just it's going to help so much when things actually return to normal so um, those that have, have not been able to offer anything, uh, I just think it's going to be a very hard road back. Yeah, I'm I'm um, optimistically confident, or confidently optimistic, that I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know, I just got a gut feeling that um, things will be back to normal a lot sooner than than what I, I think the general feeling is that it's going to be. But we'll wait and see. As uh, at the moment, you know, for all of us, it's a bit of a hurry up and wait, isn't it? We sort of um, we don't know what we don't know. But yeah, it's, anyway. yeah, it's a tough one, and, and no one knows the answer yet, and that's the that's probably the most stressful stressful thing for most businesses, not knowing when. It's hard to plan without a without an end game. Look, and you know, again, Pete's 
to tick a bingo box, um, red thoughts into green thoughts. Um, you just look at how much coverage is being given to local craft beers in the media. You know, I, I can't remember seeing this much concentrated media coverage about local breweries and who they are and what they represent. And I really like. I, I really feel that this is, you know, th- this presents a great opportunity for breweries that do survive to really capitalise on the goodwill and the attention and the interest that they're getting at the moment about what their local brewery means, um, because we've seen such, uh, you know, concern for their for, for their well being that I think it's just really reminding people not to take what we've experienced over the last 15, 20 years for granted. And, you know, I'm, I'm just hopeful that that is going to be a really positive thing longer term. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that localised feel, um, people are wanting to order local produce and get it delivered. And I think that the people will change the way that they go about that, even when things return to normal. So the, the guys I deliver for you know, fruit and veg always had that business running. It's just been ramped up. So when things return to normal, if I've been getting a $50 box of fruit and veg every Friday and I love it and it does it serves me for what it is and I'm supporting local, I'll probably just keep doing it. And I think that kind of mentality, people will just keep supporting what they've done on a much more localised level um, and not having to rely on stuff from being imported or being wherever. So I really hope that focus, like you say, that that's showing now um, – resonates so much that people just continue doing it when things revert to normal. Uh, if they want their favourite brew to stay open, they've got to support it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Um, and bingo terms, have we ticked off pivot and unprecedented? Oh, I'm mate, just while you're on hold. Matt has three unprecedented's already. Oh, you <laughs> not keep, that I'm you, keeping score. <laughs> I'm not giving score, but I, I definitely have said those. I just wanted to make sure they were marked off. That's all. I'm still waiting for a better word than unprecedented to come along. You know, you, you can sort of toss off it how often we say it, but I, I can't think of a better term. No, that's it. Hey, Josh, mate, thanks very much for joining us uh, on the antidote and um, off the back of what you're doing. We um, and on behalf of everyone in the chat room, and Matt, wish you all the best for it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the chat. And, uh, yeah, good luck to everyone out there. And looking forward to having a beer on the other side. Absolutely. Ding. Cheers, guys. <laughs> there you go. we got the other side in. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Now, Matt, before hey. we wrap up, because we deliberately only have one guest tonight because we do have a bit of an announcement to make, a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, or just, or just, just a bit of a... Because in these times, um, it, the fluid situation is changing rapidly. Just really floating an idea. Yeah, so, I mean, this was very much... I, I think we got this going literally on the day. You know, like the one, one morning we're thinking, well, how do we handle... Yeah, Monday morning. Monday, Monday first, morning. First morning of lockdown. Let, let, let's, let, let's do something that's a little bit different to our regular programming and just sort of check in with everybody. This is, what, week five of us doing it? This is um, week five. Week five. And, and again, like, Josh is a great example. They're doing some live... Um, uh, programming and every brewery is doing a meet the brewer live on Facebook and things like that. And we kick this off, you know, as, as always with Brews News, um, we try and do the things that we feel are needed that aren't all, already being done. Um, and with so much content being generated, we're not sure that, you know, th- these chats need to be uh, even the three times a week that they are. And, you know, particularly if it goes on for another 
four or five weeks, whether the, the conversations will be different enough to be interesting and engaging. So we're, we're going to you know, broadcast Wednesday and Friday and just sort of keep an eye on how things are going um, and maybe, you know, do this... Um, little episode or this little uh, part of what we do has, uh, has has done its purpose or we might even scale it back to one a week just or just even occasionally when we sort of see something that is really warranting of the antidote treatment yeah because as you say we also don't want to take away from what a lot of other you know the breweries i guess that our mission is to try to do what we can to help the industry that supports us mm. um we're, we're a spokesperson we're a mouthpiece for the industry but we're also a sounding board and with so many other people now doing zoom catch-ups and virtual beer gardens of all sorts um every day of the week it's probably i guess we're taking you know we don't want to take away the focus from from what those guys are doing it, it's great to give people like josh a voice you know and and give, give their um you know to, to create another buzzword their lived experience of the of, of the COVID 19 situation but um yeah we, when we're sort of uh looking at who else you know and we're constantly looking at who, who our guests are and what they can add that's different. And to, to some extent, we're all in the same boat a little bit. So, um, yeah, we, we're certainly yeah, looking We're all forward. in this together, Matt. Is that what you're trying to say? We are all in this together. Bingo. Um, and, yes. uh, but, yeah, we, we're certainly looking to, um, you know, for stories that are a little bit different and a little bit unique, and there will always be a place for those. So keen to get the um, feedback from you guys in the in the chat room uh, about perhaps and some the special podcast episodes that we can do and, and people listening back, of course. Um, but the people listening, well, the people who are in the chat room can give us uh, some instant feedback now and then the others, I guess, join us in the chat room on Wednesday or pop a comment when uh, this episode is posted to the interwebs. Producer um, at brucenews.com.au. That's it. Uh, I, I can... Almost the the disappointment, Matt, is almost palpable because I know people are now realising they've only got three more of Prof's classic comedy outtakes to enjoy. Well, how about um, the? Uh, and I've got I've got seven written so far, so four are going to have to uh, not going to make the cut. Well, how about we play some music and just get through another one? Let's do that, shall we? <laughs> See you all on Wednesday, guys. Thanks again to everyone in the chat room. Um, And that was Glenn Twenty Miller and his big band from going out with In the Nude, because I'm working from home. You're listening to Radio Brews News, and this is The Antidote. And we're out. And that was one of the best of the seven.